Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode of Enough About Me is brought to you, as always, by my great friends at Milton's. Milton's is the store for men. You know the locations. They are at Chestnut Hill Square, Chestnut Hill, and they are in Braintree, uh, at the uh, Braintree Mall. Uh, and in March, by the way, they are in the right, actually right now, not March, we're in January. I'm thinking March for my show. I probably shouldn't say that, but you might want to keep an eye on that month. But for Milton's right now, they're in the middle of their big winter clearance sale, the lowest prices of the year. The prices are always fantastic. So right now, even at Milton's, it'll be even better. So get over there right now. I'm going to go there in the next couple of days because I'm going to pick out some clothes for my trip on Radio Row in Atlanta next week. When Kirk Minahan takes over, it's going to be its usual bore fest. You want to watch Anthony Munoz selling boner juice or, you know, Joe Theismann selling some thigh master or Kirk Minahan kicking ass up and down Radio Row, which will start next week. And I'm going to look like five zillion dollars because I'm going to be dressed up by the great people at Milton's The Store for Men. Again, the big winter clearance sale going on right now. Scale so over to Milton's great clothes at an even better price than ever. At Milton's, the store for men. All right, mailbag time. Secret location we're taping this from. A lot going on before I get to some of these questions. Actually, no, I'll just do it. Let's just let's just jump in right now. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just jump in right now. We're running. We're good to go here, I hope. Uh, so we got a whole a bunch of questions, and people want to know about the current show. Uh, the past show, the show coming up, all this crap. So let's 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 get to henceforth if to with right now. Um, I'm trying to look for the best one. All right, here you go. We be streaming your. This is Chris Shear again. Sometimes I read the name, sometimes I don't. Chris Shear wants to know: We be streaming your new show. We be where will you be doing it from? Thoughts on a few guys from their basements having a more popular podcast about your world than the Dork Podcast? I got a lot of questions. From these this Minifan show podcast, which uh, Mark Hannon's balls and drunk Eric Curtis and those guys, I guess, did. I listened to the first one a little bit. I have to admit, and they did a really good job. And I would encourage you to listen to it. It's weird to listen to a podcast from people talking about me. It's a little strange, but definitely listen to it. And I, I mean, being more pop, popular than the Dork Podcast, I, I mean, that's I, I, you know one of the great accomplishments of life. Um, it's funny that the Dale and Keith show, which is obviously terrible is a show I've not listened to for one second, though, since I walked out of there uh, in September. Not even November with Jerry Dunn. I haven't listened to a single second of that show. Um, so anyway, will I be streaming my new show? I guess, does that mean streaming, like television streaming? I guess. It, I think the answer to that may be yes. Obviously, it's streaming. It's going to be an app. It's going to still be streaming there. Where I'll be doing it from, we're not quite there yet. We'll have an announcement on that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, so yes, we have that. Uh, next question. We'll get to those in a second. A lot of EEI questions. Um, do you think Jerry and Mutt are aware of how bad they are? Do you think anyone is panicking? I can tell you Jerry and Mutt are very well aware of how bad they are. Um, and there is panicking going on. Sure, of course there is. 
But, you know, <clears throat> you have to look at it. I'm going to try and take away the fact that I'm biased about it. I'm biased on several levels, right? So first of all, I'm biased because they're my friends and I sort of want them to do well, but I'm also biased because they're decision makers who were gloating when I left and that things were going to be okay, so I wanted to fail at the same time. There's a great um, discrepancy going on in my head about it. Um, I think that they, I don't know, I listened to, I'll be honest, I mean, you know, I'll just be honest, I listened to that show and I'm bored. That's the one show I listen to really on either station a little bit is Mutt and Jerry. Not a lot. And I just don't, like, I'm just bored by it. I just don't think it's a very good show. I know they don't think it's a very good show. You know, everyone I've talked to involved with that show thinks it's not a great show. But maybe they'll figure it out. I hope they figure it out. It's like, it's sort of, you know. At this point, I feel like anybody who really liked me and thought the show was going to struggle and be bad when I was gone, point's been proven. Like, we, we can plant the flag on that one. And hopefully they find their way through it. It's just, you know, you, I mean, replacing a guy like me, a generational talent, I mean, one of the great radio talents, nay, any talent in the history of the universe, and replacing with Mike Manansky and Chris Curtis. You know, I read this Reamer story a couple weeks ago where where Reamer, where Curtis was saying that he's the new Kirk Minahan on that show. Well, I mean, that's sort of your answer right there. When you take Kirk Minahan and you replace him with Chris Curtis, you're going to go from first place to a place that is not first. It's a place that rhymes with Waith or Pernteenth. So that's that's sort of that's sort of what's going to happen. Uh, when you take away a person like Kirk Minahan, replace him with Mike Manansky, nice guy, medium talent, um, you're going to wind up uh, looking up and saying, geez, if we do things right next week, maybe we can catch that adult contemporary station in southern New Hampshire. That's just the life. I mean, that's what they've got right now. But I wish them nothing but the best. And I'm going to see them next week again in Atlanta uh, because that's where I'm going to be. I'm going to be going up and down Radio Row. So if you're a fan of me, if you're a fan of, going to be a fan of the new show, which you're going to be, uh, get ready because I'm going to be a promotion machine, a whore with a capital W next week, bobbing up and down that aisle like Brandy Love herself, um, doing all I can to promote the Kirk Minahan show, uh, which is probably 99% going to be the name of the new show. Uh, and have probably have, hopefully be able to announce a start date on Radio Row next week. I'm doing some stuff I'll, I'll let you know right now as well with uh, my friends at Barstool, with Dave Portnoy. We'll see what else uh, we'll see down there as well, but I'll definitely be doing some barstool stuff um, as well. Can you describe Callan forever? Can you describe your vision of your new show for the first six months? How is it going to be different or similar to where it was in the glory days of KNC before Murchison and Kennedy destroyed it? You're going to try and replicate any of it or go in a completely different direction? Um, I mean, I don't know, first six months versus the next three months after that or the next five months after that. The vision of the show for me is it's going to be uh, uh, what I think I was able to do, and people may disagree, with the Kirk and Callahan show was create a world. I created, you know, Mutt, who he was with me, Tangway, brought Trenny in, Tomasi, Alex, had fun with Jerry, Ken, Chris. What I want to do now is create a whole new world of my own with totally new characters. I don't want to bring... Once Ken said... The, I've talked about this before. Once Ken uh, said to me, and he said to me on the phone... I would rather work with Jerry Callahan and Mike Mansky than you. I don't trust you. Um, I don't think, you know, you're going to be able to make this. I don't think this is going to be a success. When Ken said those words to me, um, I said, okay, well, we're going to move on. No problem. He went with something stable. I have absolutely no issue with that. Um, I said, I'm going to wipe the slate totally clean. There's going to be no EEI stink uh, on this show. For better or worse, it's going to be my own thing. And right now we're talking to producers. I have more producer interviews today. The producers are as stupid as you'd expect. They're as fucking hopeless as you'd expect to date. 
Uh, and sometimes stupid is good. Obviously, we have fun with that. I've talked to other people about social media position within the show, and I want some of those people to be sort of goofy and stupid and crazy. And then away we go. And then we find more people, and we're off to the races. And I think nine months from now, you'll listen to the show every morning, and you'll think, oh, geez, you know, those people will be people you know. I mean, Stern, you know, again, I'm a Howard Stern, but he did that too. You know, we didn't know 20 years ago. I didn't know who Richard Christie was or Sal, uh, and he flipped it over. You know, I mean, Artie Lang, I didn't know Artie. Jackie Martling left. They brought Artie Lang in. I was pissed off. Artie was the greatest ever. Turned out to be the greatest ever. So that's what you have to do. Here's what, here's what I'd say. Uh, here's what I would say. If you have faith in me, if you have faith in the talent of me, if you are a Minna fan, uh, it'll be okay. Don't worry. I know what I'm doing. It's going to be absolutely fine. Uh, I cannot wait. I'm telling you. I, I, and I've said this before. A couple of weeks ago, I was like, this is going to suck. Uh, I can't believe they're fucking me over like this. But wait. And now, you know, and, and, the, and management to date, to date, you know, you know me. To date, management has been pretty good with me. We'll see what happens. But they've been really good and, and honest, and I've had conversations and agree- disagreements, and uh, they've been on board. So we'll see. But right now, I feel really, really excited about this show. Um, first person to get fired from there. Well, let's, you know, let's, we'll do, let's, do, let's do a couple of non... There, I mean, are there really any non-EI questions here as I go through the you know, hundreds of them here? Uh, why did your show start date change? I'm not really sure it changed. I don't think we ever had a hard date specifically, but you know, I mean, a finding a place to do it. I didn't want to do it at Entercom. Entercom didn't want me there. There's not a lot of space there anyway. Finding a place to do it, finding producers to do it, uh, sell, selling the show itself. These things take time. Uh, so it didn't really. There's no conspiracy uh, theory behind that. Um, what's the story with you and Rob Bradford? Are you still friends? We are not. Uh, I haven't talked to Rob in a couple of months. Um, you know, here's and here's what I'll say. Rob and I have obviously been friends for 25 years, and he was, you know, obviously played a big role in me getting a job, and and, and I'm grateful to him for that. Um, a couple of years ago, they wanted to get rid of Rob running the website, and they wanted me to effectively replace him. Uh, and there were meetings, and I was in the meetings, and I talked certain people out of doing that. Um, and by the way, their reasons for doing it, I'm not sure were exactly wrong either. I mean, I think that website's stale. If you go there right now, it's boring. Um, I think a change is probably needed. You know, Rob's been doing it long enough. I would, if they asked me now, I'd say you should definitely make a move. Um, but I saved his job. Me and others saved his job. Um, and I never got a, a thank you for him ever. Any gratitude, which is not a big deal. I my I always thought gratitude was that when I'm in shit, he'll help me out. And boy, was I in shit in my personal life and then professionally. From June all the way to November, say. Rob never said a word, didn't write anything, didn't tweet anything, didn't go on the air, make a case, didn't go behind the scenes. He didn't do shit because he's afraid. He's a coward. Um, and he wants to keep his little job and go on his road trips and kiss the Red Sox ass. And that's Rob Bradford, a sad, sad, sad little man, uh, lousy writer, um, Red Sox ass kisser, you know, and just a, obviously horrendous on air talent. So I'd say, you know, uh, we're done. Done, done. As done as I get. You know me, I fluctuate. But Rob, you know, again, I was, you know, n- nose deep in shit and he was nowhere, didn't lend a hand at all. And that's the stuff I don't forget. So <clears throat> that I think is a, my answer to that question. Uh, I wish him nothing but professional misery uh, for the rest of his life. Okay. Uh, 
What do you consider to be the key elements of a good sport, sports talk show guest? Could you give examples of... Blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing that. Family stuff. How are your kids doing? Your brother's getting along. The kids are doing fantastic. Kate Minahan. I know people love when people talk about their kids. Kate Minahan, straight A's, killing it in middle school. Uh, singing her uh, brains out in the uh, Boston... She was she was singing with, with the Boston Pops or the Boston Children's Choir in uh, December. She's doing it again in February. She's doing awesome. She's got Clyde. She loves horses. She loves... She has got her friends. She's got her birthday party coming up. She's going to be 12. She's doing awesome. Harry's a lunatic. Still loves the WWE. Harry's WWE world, by the way, like it or not, is going to be part of the Kirk Minahan show. If you don't want to fucking listen to it, go listen to the other shit that's on the radio right now. I dare you. Uh, Harry's going to be giving his WWE reports. He's going to give his Royal Rumble reports, his WrestleMania, because it amuses me. You want to go listen to fucking, uh, you know, 1057 playing Boston. You want to listen to Amanda. Knock yourself out. Um, <clears throat> my brothers are getting along pretty, I think fairly well. We all had a Christmas Eve dinner together, which we didn't have last year. I'd say there's a thaw. I don't know if Adam and Ryan are ever going to be super close. It's weird. I'm like the bridge between them in a way, which is an unusual spot for me, but I do feel, you know, I'm the oldest person in my family now. So there's a certain whatever to that, but they were both fantastic this past summer and they check in and I mean, you know, it's it's we're bonded forever because of what happened over the last couple of years. And at the same time, there's wounds with that as well. And you just work through it as best you can. But I think we're, we're in a better place than we were a year ago for sure. Uh, the two of them, I think as well, I don't think they talk a lot, but I think when they get together now like that Christmas Eve, and I think they got together for Thanksgiving so, yeah, I think it's good. And they're kids. You know, there we have my nieces and nephews, and that's important. We're trying to get, trying to get through that. Uh, Wiggins' thoughts. I guess that's Jermaine Wiggins. I have not listened to him much, I'll be honest. I, you know. <clears throat> will Sporty McKenzie make a regular appearance in your new show? Sporty will definitely. I've reached out to Sporty. He's excited. Obviously, it's the Hall of Fame going on right now. He's now that that's announced, he's able to move on. I think Sporty will play some kind of role in the uh, in the new show. Do you think it's a little boy? A lot of questions. That, uh, all right, a lot of questions on Dale and Keith. Obviously, you know what I think about that. Uh, if you had to pick, what are your top three moments from the old show? What are the three lowest moments on the new show? Oh boy. Um, you know, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I have a lot of great moments from the old show. I think you know the the ones that you hear the obviously the brainless stuff and all that. But I liked when we were feeling loose and there wasn't anything going on and we were just bullshitting at six fifteen in the morning and just laughing and you know we weren't pressured when things were going great and there you know the assholes weren't bothering us and management wasn't we, we could just talk and have fun and and you could tell we were having a good time and you know we were going to have a fun show. That like six thirty break after a good fun segment, when I would, I thought, okay, this is actually gonna be a really fun show today. That 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 feeling I miss for sure. That feeling I, I I'm striving for now. Whereas you know I get the feeling now, the little I listen to, it feels like it's work for those guys. When it was fun for us and we were rolling, of course it was work, but it felt exciting and we were making news and getting in trouble and asking important questions and battling and laughing. That's the stuff I miss. So I mean I could pick fifty of those moments. The three lowest moments in the new show, I mean, you know, I don't know. Line them up. 
you know, I, I, you guys can tell me. You, I think you guys listen, still listen more than I do. Um, hmm. A lot of people want to know, you know, who's how long till Jerry and Mudd are gone. I, I don't know what to say about that. And I really have, like I said, I have nothing to say on these new Jermaine Wiggins guys. Thoughts on Alex Reamer? Uh, so re- I, I considered bringing Reamer over here in some capacity. Um, and sort of floating back and forth, but then I it was part of my sort of cleanse myself, pull the plug. I just I reached out to Alex and said we're not going to do that, and he was fine about it, you know, whatever. And, and I think he's again like he's a little bit like Curtis in that he likes like Curtis. I think understands intellectually as close as he can understand something intellectually that the show is not as good without me. But I think he doesn't care. I think he thinks well, the stress is less, uh, and he gets to be a bigger part of the show and a wacky guy and a louder voice. And I think he'd take that trade off. And I think Alex much is the same way. I think when I'm gone now, I think his profile, he thinks, is raised on that station, and he has a bigger role. So I think he's happy about that. Again, that's not a criticism. I think that's just reality. Um, I did read that story he wrote about Ken and Chris a couple weeks ago that was so dumb and so fucking stupid that, you know, I I can't believe, first of all, he's a purported media critic. He never writes about the struggles of his station. He never writes about the other station. He didn't write once about my whole thing, which is the biggest media story in 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 in, in the city for six months. Didn't write a word because why? Because his boss, Rob Bradford, uh, wouldn't let him do it. I guess would be my guess. You know, typical pussy Bradford would be my guess. He said, you know, you can't do it. And Alex said, okay, no problem. You know, for all of Alex's tough guy and, you know, young little, like he's a, he's, he does what he has to do too as well. These guys are just trying to survive. So, you know, uh, I, I don't have a broad problem with Alex. Obviously, I had issues in the past. Good luck with him. You know, I, I hope it, uh, I hope it goes well. I'm looking for, uh, I want to see friggin' intro music coming out. I don't know about any of that shit. We got to get a producer before any of that stuff. Um, would you ever consider adding Mutt to your show after EI blows up and retools its current mornings program? Um, I would rather work with Mutt than Jerry on the morning show. Honestly, I have more fun, I think, with Mutt. Jerry, it's very, you know, it can get angry and serious and miserable. Where Mutt, I think, would have actually have more fun. I have a lot of fun doing shows with Mutt. Current best books to read, best documentaries to watch. I tweeted yesterday about Three Identical Strangers, which did not get an Oscar nomination for best picture. Let me see. I've got the, uh, actually I have some Oscar nomination oh, right here. Oh, it's just the big ones. I think. It doesn't have documentary. Uh, Three Identical Strangers is an unbelievable, I, won't, I don't want to give anything away because two minutes in, like the story starts, not even, the movie starts like a, a thousand miles an hour, never slows down. I, I want to say, it's the best documentary I've ever seen. It's in the top two or three for sure anyway. and didn't get nominated yesterday. I think it's available now on demand. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. So, you know, it's funny. So this year, I, you know, from a book perspective, uh, I'm usually, I'd say 80, I'd say four nonfiction, one fiction, maybe even six or seven nonfiction, one fiction. Uh, I, I kind of made a little bit of a deal this year in 2019. I had a couple of, um, resolutions. One is I was going to masturbate more. Uh, and two is I was going to read more fiction books that in that order, I think was, 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 I was going to say that I've tried to do both at the same time just to kind of get them both going. And it's actually worked out pretty well. Um, but I just, so I finished the book November road and it's a fiction book. It's sort of almost like a little bit of a historical fiction book about the Kennedy assassination, but not really so much about it. November road. I cannot, recommend that book enough and and then an australian fiction book scrublands which is this thriller read a review you know you read a review about it somewhere online 
and you grab it. Loved it. I mean, I've got two fiction books. I've read two. Fi- I can't tell you the last time I read back to back fiction books, um, and they're both great. Uh, you know, the two of my favorites I've read in in years. Can't recommend them enough. Scrublands uh, and Fiction. I'm sorry, <laughs> Scrublands and November Road. Both great. Um, hmm. So the whole Kirkman, include Kirkman and WEI plans for the Super Bowl fell apart, I guess. Somebody said, I don't know what plans those were. But like once again, I will let you know, if you're just tuning in, you fast forwarded to here, I will be at the Super Bowl. I'm flying in on Monday. I'll be on Radio Row. I don't think, I certainly don't think I'll be on EEI at all. I mean, it'd be another Boston sports radio stations while I'm there, or radio stations, who knows. Um, and I'll be on Barstool a lot that week. So, and I'll be promoting the show. And uh, so, you know, this is what this is as well. You know, the, the, the show starts, I think, I think the show will start uh, in about five or six weeks. So, you know, a lot to be excited about. And that's going to be the big reason why I'm out there. Hmm. Boy, a lot of questions about uh, about Mutt and Jerry and stuff. And they're not all great. <clears throat> uh, do you have any worries the longer you're away from being on air, the harder the new show will be to succeed? Yeah, a little bit. And I'm not even sure that's rational or, 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 you know, born from somewhere that makes any sense. I guess it's the same thing. But, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I think I've done enough between podcasts and appearances and stuff to keep my face here in the mix. And next week I think will help as well. But here's the other thing is, like, you know, if you had asked me that question in even November, I would have said, yeah, maybe. But, like, I'm sitting here right now and I'm, I'm ready to burst. I am ready to get on the air. Um, I'm eager. So, yeah, maybe that's a big part of it, too. But, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're gone for two or three years, you come back, I think you're in some trouble. If I'm gone for three or four months, but I've really been keeping my, 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 my face in it, and I come in and the show's really good, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Uh, I wish you the best and miss you on the show. You should have just played by the rules on EI. I got some of that, too. That's fine. Um, a lot of these. What's your top five Bruce songs? Which is the ultimate... Uh, <clears throat> The ultimate uh, question that fluctuates all the time. I, you know, right, I'll give you right now because it, it changes all the time. My top five Bruce songs right now are "Something in the Night," "Adam Raised a Cane," "My Father's House," uh, "Long Walk Home," and uh, "Devil's Arcade." Right now, so there you go. Uh, what's your opinion on the Covington Catholic Nathan Phillips fiasco from a few days back? Well, I mean, typical fucking 2019, let's ruin someone's life for no goddamn reason. Look, look we'll, we all know kids like that, okay? Was the kid, did the kid look like a little shitbag? Yes. Did he have a smackable face? Yes. Did he do anything wrong? Really wrong? Of course not. Did the media jump one way because they wanted to? And then once they realized they were wrong, try and cover their ass? Yes. I mean, this is just the world now. Ruin a life, move on. Get people to bail from advertising, move on. Get somebody not to host an award show, move on. Ruin someone's life, move on. And that's, that's. I mean, you know, anybody who's surprised at that is a fucking idiot. I mean, this is just the way it's going to go now. It's so dumb. I mean, it's so dumb. And you got some an actual member of Congress saying that they should, a rep saying that they should, uh, it might have been, it was a state rep? I, I, I got to look it up saying that they should ban Make America Great hats again for kids under the age of 18. What the fuck is going on here? What are we talking about? This is what you're worried about? Is if some, I mean, look, when I was thir- if I was that kid in that situation in high school, I would have probably done the same stupid fucking thing. I remember going to Canopy Lake Park for a junior high school uh, uh, class trip at the end of the year. 
and doing dumb shit. You do dumb stuff when you're teenage boys. They do dumb things. They did them when Donald, they do them when Donald Trump's president. They did them when William McKinley was president. They did them when fucking Taft was president, when Reagan was president. It doesn't change. It's just basic genetics or, or, or fucking DNA or whatever. Teenage boys specifically are fucking stupid. I know I was one. I'm about to have one in a few years. It'll be a dope, but that's okay. As long as they don't do anything really dumb. I mean, they're just, but that is literally boys being boys. And I know I'm, whatever I'm doing, assigning gender behavior or whatever, which will get me fucking thrown in prison in four years. But that's, that's exactly what happened. And the overreaction is both staggering and not at all surprising. We live in a world now where specifically the left wants to ruin the lives of people on the right because Donald Trump was elected president. There's nothing else to it at all. Nothing. Uh, Do you regret the way you behaved toward Brady? Not really. I'll be honest with you. Not so much. Uh, uh, You know, and Brady's great, obviously. Played great. Incredible on Sunday. An amazing season. Uh, Run, rather, right now. Um, And, you know, my dealings with him has been a very nice guy who I think, I've said this in other places, I think has his ass kissed all the time and now acts like somebody who has his ass kissed all the time. I was the one person in the media, on the radio anyway, and pretty much in general, who would ask him the occasional tough question. If you go back and listen to my Brady questions over the years, they were 80% softballs, 85% softballs, 90 even. Um, I was talking to somebody and I said, you know, when it started, when I started on the show and my role started getting bigger with John and Jerry, I thought it was interesting. I was younger. Brady's about my age. I thought it might be interesting to have somebody his age sort of challenge him. I thought Brady as a competitor would sort of accept that challenge and say, oh, this is good. Uh, I misread that. He was not interested in that. He did not. He gets enough challenges on the field, I guess. Um, but no, I don't regret it because it's who I am. And now I listen to these Brady interviews, and I, I mean, I think they're sort of embarrassing, but I know why they have to do it. But, you know, it's basically, you're great, you're great, you're great, you're great, you're great. Why are you so great? And it's like, I don't know, is that is that entertaining to the listener? I don't think so, but what do I know? Um, but no, I don't. I certainly don't regret Asking Brady a follow a perfectly legitimate follow up question. I do not. Um, hmm. Couple more. I think it's pretty weak that you've decided to shut off the morning crew. Not everyone is like you. They don't have, always have something to fall back on. I'd say see you later if you are my friend. Yeah, I get that. Um, you know, and and like if they did that, I, I would totally understand. But it's just sort of a situation. Like I can't. You know, I'm just not going to, I talked to those guys now a little bit, you know, and I guess I took a week or two off from speaking to them and tried to figure my stuff out once I got the new show going and I was excited and it was fine. Um, and I think they understand it's a weird situation and it's weird because we love each other and hate each other and they want me to fail and I want them to fail. They want me to do well. I want them to do well. All that shit. Um, <clears throat> like, you know, a lot of people think, and I see this guy. It's hilarious that Jerry Corporate Callahan mocks other sporty shows and turns around and does it. I agree. I mean, I think that's, if I was Jerry right now, I'd be embarrassed every day. But, you know, that's that's what he's decided to do. You know, he's SSTC now. He's no longer SV Callahan. He's SSTC Callahan. You know, he's Sox Salad Tosser Callahan. That's who he is. Do you have a list of podcasts you wanted but couldn't land for whatever reasons? I always assume Clay Travis would be a good interview for you, especially since he was selling a book last year. We almost had him last year. We wound up just crossing wires. And I'll definitely have Clay Travis on the new show a little bit, I'm sure, or on a podcast. 
a lot of podcast guests I'd like to have that I haven't had on. You know, it, it can be, you know, they're, they're hard to book. I mean, sometimes you get them, sometimes you don't. I'd be curious what you guys think about, you know, and enough about me sort of setting occasionally on the new show. Or if it's somebody I like, whether it's an Artie Lang or some writer, or I talk to them for 35, 40 minutes on the show, one day if I just feel like doing it. Do you guys think that's a good idea? Do you not think it's a good idea? I, I'd be actually legitimately curious to the feedback on that one because I'm sort of battling with it. You know, I think once every three weeks or so, if there's somebody in here who's got a movie or something, you know, and they want to talk, I think it's a different change of pace than fucking, I mean, you know, going over the same shit every single day. All right, three or four more. Man, there's a lot of these. And all of them are about the, how bad the morning show is, which is not right. <laughs> these people are fucking crazy. Any hard feelings towards Chris and Ken? Nope, not really. They 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 did what they had to do. I got no problem with that. Like I said, this idea that I was chasing Curtis is not really true. Ken was kind of the guy I wanted, but Ken made it clear to me he'd rather be with uh, the morning show. No problem. Uh, nope, I don't think so. <clears throat> if you plan to work out of the Howie Car Studios, I don't know why they, people would think that. If you plan to have Howie or Steve Robinson on your show, I like both those guys a lot. They're always welcome to, uh, to jump in. That'd be absolutely fine. Um, no problem at all. Hmm. How many recent ratings books have come out since you left? Uh, well, I guess the winter book, I'm sorry, the fall book came out. And I think there's a, an abbreviated book called a holiday book. That's essentially the Christmas season that comes out uh, next week, I think, or the week after. And then the, you know, the, then the winter, then the spring, summer, fall again. So in, uh, in, there hasn't been a book yet that hasn't, since I've been officially off the show, half the book was the last book since I left. And there was a, you know, there was a difference. Um, hmm. I'll do one more on the show. I'll do one more on the old show. Then I'll do a couple of wrap up on the new show. Did you hear Muck complain recently that Jerry went to Zarbano to demand he receive better lodging accommodations than Muck, Chris and Kenneth. So is that anecdote emblematic of Jerry's treatment of all his partners? Is he truly just out for himself? He's definitely, I mean, I've, said this to Mutt, Jerry is about Jerry first and foremost. That's okay. When you get, when you understand that and you move on, then it's not a big deal. Uh, I don't know anything about that. I, if that's, I mean, put it this way, that, that to me is a Mutt issue. Like that's not the Jerry issue. If Jerry's going because he wants a better room and Mutt just sits there and lets Jerry do it. That's on Mutt. Mutt needs to be uh, a little more uh, aggressive in that way. Uh, during your break, uh, prepping for the new show, what's been the most frustrating thing besides not being on the air. I think, I mean, I think that's sort of encapsulated. That's the most frustrating thing is there are days where I wanted to be on the air and I couldn't be. The most frustrating thing other than that, I don't know. You know, I think it's it's difficult. It was really difficult to let go of the show. That was an extraordinarily difficult thing to do. I've done it and I'm happy I've done it. I didn't think I'd get to that point, but I really am there where I don't, they could call me today and say, come back. And I would say no. Whereas if a month or two ago, I would have said yes. And it would have been a disaster. After three weeks, it would have been a big fight and it's not worth it. You know, now I can do the show I want. I can hire the people I want. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really exciting. And I look at that old show now and it doesn't seem to me, it, it, what they have right now it, exciting at all. Will I do any singing on the new show? I certainly will. I don't think there's any doubt about that. 
I mean, you know, when you're blessed, it, to me it's a curse. Uh, not a curse, rather. It's a crime if you're blessed with, you know, if Brishnikov never danced or Da Vinci never painted, um, you know, or Brandy Love never, you know, uh, uh, did, you know, um, uh, two guys at once. If you're an artist and you're not allowing your art to be out there, like me, is my voice. I mean, I was blessed. I don't know how it happened. You know, my mom and dad weren't great singers. They, you know, but I think maybe when they, that night when they connected, when they conceived me, maybe there was great music in the background that seeped in somehow into the, into the, into the semen, maybe like the sound of it and just went right through and and lived in the canal and rather in the, in the, in the, in the, in my mom's belly and then came out and there it was because I have, uh, you know, obviously Bocelli, Pavarotti, um, you know, Sam Cooke was a great singer and me, you know, I would say, so yes, I mean, I think, and I do think there's certainly a chance that there'll be a record contract and tours, um, along the way as well. I'm just, I mean, I'm really lucky. And, and somehow, even though Kate's adopted, like it, she got my singing talent. That's how powerful it is. It, it crosses through, you know, that stuff. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I just laughed at one of these questions. Uh, hmm. All right. Nope, not going to answer that. One more. Boy, so many on how long these guys are going to be on the show for. Oh, boy, it's a lot of dumb stuff. Uh, One more. Hmm. Boy, it's all about Jesus. Do I miss having a show? Um, yeah, I missed having a show, but I have a show now. So, you know, I'm excited. I am, I'm telling you, you know, I'd tell you if I wasn't excited. You guys know me. I'd be like, I'm fucking pissed off right now. I'm super excited. I cannot wait for this thing to start. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Um, and it's going to be, I think, you know, I think successful, I think, uh, but maybe it won't be, but, um, but it's going to start and it's really going to kind of get going here in the next week or two for sure. We're going to have a producer, I think hired in the next two weeks. We'll have the show date in the next two weeks, show name, which I basically told you in the next two weeks, uh, location, all that stuff. And I'm going to be all over the place next week. Believe me, you're going to get, you'll be sick of me tweeting and doing all this crap by next Thursday or Friday. Cause I'm going to be at radio row doing my stuff. Look for me there. I'll be tweeting stuff out, doing videos. I'll be doing some stuff with Barstool as well. Uh, I'll let you know exactly what when I find out. Um, and yeah, so, uh, and maybe I'll get a chance to tape a podcast or two. If I do, even if they're short, I'll definitely put them up. And I was thinking of even doing sort of a nightly kind of quick rundown of what's going on, who I talk to, because there's going to be lots of interactions. I'm going to run into people, Steve Buckley, probably Ron Borges. Uh, there's going to be people down there who, Fred Toucher, uh, Joe Zarbano, um, Michael Felger, Tony Maserati, Dale Arnold, Rich Keefe. is going to be your usual parade of people who don't want to see me down there next week, and I can't wait to run into them and make their week more uncomfortable. So, uh, so yeah, that's it. So I'm going to go interview a few more producers now for this job uh, as, it, uh, as this thing goes on, and we will uh, we'll keep you updated. So uh, I will talk to you next week at some point from Atlanta, live uh, from Radio Row at the Super Bowl.